we are going to be doing a blessing Sunday today for McKinley High School. Here at First Service, we have some McKinley High School staff. Uh, we are excited. We have uh, Principal Helen Sanpe. She's a principal right here at McKinley School for Adults, Committee School for Adults. And we have Colleen Inaba. She's the college and career counselor over at McKinley. And she helps us with Angel Tree. We also have our uh, very own Bob Morikuni. He's the athletic director. And his wife, oh, Bob. So thank you. And then for any of others here, maybe here for the first time, thank you for being with us this morning. We're excited. Let's bow our heads together and pray. Heavenly Father, we... We give you this time, Lord, and we ask that you would help us to honor you this morning, Jesus. God, we know that your spirit is here. You're just, this is a good, fun time this morning, Lord. It's, it's such a blessing to be able to uh, honor and welcome, uh, just send off Rachel and the McKinley staff, Lord. We just ask that you would uh, let your word come and change us, that you would do something good in us, Lord, that this day would glorify you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about blessings. What is a blessing of God? Everyone likes to be blessed, right? We are excited to um, bless others. Amen. But um, I was thinking of a time when I wanted a blessing. You know, I got married... Um, almost 15 years ago now, 14 and a half years. It'll be, it'll be 15 years, January 4th. So uh, we got married on 143, January 4th, 2003. For those of you who are doing the pager, 143, 143, okay. Hey, that was almost 15 years ago now, and we're, we're so excited about it. But, you know, I was thinking back that week before I proposed, I was trying to get in touch with Vanessa's dad. And I couldn't get in touch with him. Calling him, calling him. Where is, you know, where's Jeff? I leave him so many messages. Actually, oh, he's on a vacation. Okay, but, you know, I still pick up his phone, right? Calling, calling. It turns out he was at a silent retreat at a monastery. Okay, in upstate New York. And he's... Just no phones, right? You can't talk the whole time you're there. Even when you eat, you just look at the monks. It must be fun, yeah? It must be kind of weird. And so, anyway, he's doing the silent retreat, right? And uh, he's maybe didn't even bring his phone out. No. I'm leaving him so many messages that week. Hey, hi, Jeff. It started off like that. Uh, yeah, this is Max. I want to ask you a question. Just, you know, want to have something to talk about. Call me back. Bye. Next, you know, phone, 10 phone calls. Uh, Jeff, this is Max. Uh, I really want to get in touch with you. I have something really important. Uh, call me back. Bye. Next message is, Jeff, I'm going to ask your daughter to marry me this afternoon. I couldn't get in touch with you. I hope it's okay with you. Bye. You know, and so he shared that story at our wedding. It was just so funny. You know, he said, at least he tried. Okay, I got the mom's blessing. Barely. <laughs> but I, I got the, da the dads after the fact. And we all want the blessing of God, right? We all want God's blessing. Not just in our marriages, but we want God's blessing in our workplaces. We want God's blessing over our families. Uh, we want everything that we do in our lives to be blessed, right? We don't want to be cursed. Nobody 
says, I want to be cares. No, we all want to be blessed. In fact, I just did a business blessing. So one of our high school uh, friends, she has a physical therapy business. And so we went over there and I was talking about the blessings. And not all of them were believers. And so for some of them, it was a little weird. I know they're thinking, oh, this pastor is a little weird. Right? But I'm blessing every room. We're doing the oil, the sign of the cross. And it was an awesome experience. By the end, everybody who was there was blessed. We just want God's peace and his blessings over our lives. And we talked about that with prayer evangelism. It's so easy to bless. We just, Lord, please bless their lives. Bless my neighbor's home, Lord. I speak peace unto this home. When you walk into the office, Lord, please bless my office. Bless my boss. Yeah? Wouldn't it change the atmosphere that you're in? Right? So God blesses us in so many ways. Sometimes we just take it for granted, right? The very fact that you woke up this morning means that you are blessed. You have air in your lungs. God chose for you to wake up. That's a blessing, right? We have so many things. We have home. We have shelter, right? We have family. We have friends. We have food. We have money. We have jobs, work. You know, we have so much. And sometimes we just take it for granted. Did you know? Did you know that if you have food in your refrigerator, clothes on your back, and a roof over your head, you are richer than 75% of the rest of the world? If you have money in the bank, in your wallet, spare change somewhere, you're amongst 8% of the world's wealthiest. Top 8%. It's amazing. More than 1 billion people do not have access to safe drinking water. One billion people. Dave Toyson, this quote, I found it just alarming. President of World Vision Canada said, Living in the 21st century offers tremendous opportunities to those who have. But for three billion people of the world living on less than $2 a day, it's a crushing existence of grinding poverty, despair, and unremitting daily challenges. And we know that. I've been to many third world countries where you see it up close, you smell, and it's heartbreaking. And we know the rest of the world, so many people are having such a hard time. But in our lives, does it mean that we don't have challenges? No. We have real issues. We have real challenges in our lives, problems. But at the same time, we can't forget that we are each so very very, very blessed. We're blessed. You know, God has really blessed our lives. And He doesn't want us to focus on what we don't have, right? So many times we just focus on, oh, look at that other person. Look what they got. I don't have that. He doesn't want us to focus on what we don't have, but what we do have. And He wants us to use what we do have. For what? To bless someone else. Okay, so that's what today's title is. It's called Blessed to be a Blessing. And Genesis chapter 12, if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and pull it out. Turn it to Genesis chapter 12. You know, Genesis chapter 12, God calls one man. His name is Abram at the time. Later he would become Abraham. He calls him to follow him. To be his God. And... By following God, Abraham would be blessed. And in turn, the whole world would be blessed through him. 
he was blessed to be a blessing. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. The Lord said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. You could say great peoples, nations, peoples, people groups. And I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and, I, and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse you. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Wow. All the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left, and as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him, Abraham, Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. 75 years old. Now God's plan to rescue the world from the curse of sin, and there was a curse of sin after the fall. A disease that had infected all of mankind. And what was God's rescue plan? It started with one man, his name was Abram. Abram means simply noble father, one person. But Abraham, later his name, God changed it. Abraham means father of many nations. Through one man, the whole world would be blessed. That's God's rescue plan. Abraham was a regular guy. And if any of you have been asked, maybe you feel a little bit like Rachel does right now. You know, I was talking with her a few days ago about this big move she's making. You guys remember when you went off to college or when you made a big move? Oh, kind of scary. I remember the first time getting on the plane. Oh, God, my mom. I love you. I don't know. You know, inside I was scared. <laughs> I don't know. This local kid, I don't, I don't know where I'm, what I'm going to do on the mainland. Okay, I was scared. And you know, God is calling each of us to go. Go means a change of location. Right? The Great Commission. God is calling us to go. And it's good that we go. It's good that we, God is telling us to take what's comfortable, maybe like the Miyamoto's, how they left. It was nervous, yeah, you guys, it wasn't easy, but you know that you had to go because God was calling. Same thing with Abram. He was going to a new land, to a new people. It wasn't easy, but what happens when we obey God? The blessings of God follow. Are you guys blessed up there? If you're not, just say yes, just for the sake of the sermon. <laughs> I talk to them. They say they're so blessed up there. They miss us tons. You know, they really miss me. That's what they were saying. <laughs> Jared, you know, now we work in the office. We talk story all the time and good friends. And it's like, man, it's so hard. But the blessings of God are in their lives. When we go visit them, we just see how blessed they are. I encourage you guys to go visit them as well. You know, Genesis 12 Verse 2 says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. God said to Abram, I will bless you. Isn't that cool that God say that to him? I'm going to bless you. Ooh, Abram's like, what? What does this mean? Right? Later on, he would go ahead and tell Abraham, look at the stars in the sky. That's going to be like your descendants. If you remember, think about the star at those times, probably no lights around, right? City lights, probably packed. You know, wow, it must have been beautiful. Oh, that's going to be like your descendants, Abraham. Or he says, you know the sand on the seashore, Abraham? Those are going to be like the number of your descendants I'm going to make through you. What? I don't even have a, any descendants, right? 
I'm an old man. What are you talking about, God? But God was sure to keep his promises. You know, God blessed Abram. He was a very wealthy man. And God doesn't, when he blessed, doesn't always bless materially. But in this case, he did. This is not a wealth and prosperity gospel kind of a thing. But you know, God blessed Abraham in that way. And he, Abram was a very wealthy man. He was also blessed by God with the promises. With the promise, like he said, God kept his word that he would have many descendants. You know, he went on to become a great nation, the nation of Israel. The nation that would be following God, Yahweh God, with all of the patriarchs following. The Lord also blessed Abram's descendants with a new land, which they would live and thrive in. Genesis 12, 7 says, The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. Later on, verse 7. He's making different promises to him. I'm going to give you a new land, the promised land, which they took a hold of. In fact, God's people still, nation of Israel, still in existence to this day, isn't it? You know, God's promises are true. God's promises are good. Some of them are material blessings that we can see and touch and taste, and it really is a blessing that way. But other times it's different. In this case, it's descendants. It's a nation of God, a people group. But the most important, blessing, most important blessings of God are always of the spiritual nature. Amen? They're of the spiritual nature. You know, in the Old Testament, the patriarchs were, giving blessings, were given blessings that they could see you know, if they follow God, if they obey the law, the Ten Commandments, and the law surrounding the Ten Commandments, God would bless. If not, they had to get their act together because God was going to discipline, and they had to make atonement for that. That's the Old Testament. They followed the Ten Commandments, they would be blessed. But who could keep the law perfectly back then? Any of them? None of them. Who can keep the law perfectly today? None of us. None of us. No one. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That just says something about man, mankind, all of us. We're all sinners. We have all been affected, infected by this curse, the curse of sin. None of us want to be cursed, but... That's how it is. When one man sinned, Adam, the rest of humankind was infected with this sin nature. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 though, is the good news, but thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in the New Testament, Jesus has allowed us to become Spiritual children of Abraham. Spiritual descendants. You know those stars in the sky, like I said Rachel was? She really is. She really is a star in the sky, and so are we. We, by faith in Jesus Christ, become a spiritual child of God. Spiritual descendant of Abraham. How do we do that? By faith. Look at your neighbor and tell him, by faith. By faith. Okay? 
By faith, we can take a hold. By faith, you can grab onto every spiritual blessing God had promised Abraham and the patriarchs long ago. Every spiritual blessing that is in Christ, you have how? By faith you receive it. Galatians 3, 7 through 9 says, Understand then, we're trying God. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles, those are non-Jewish people, maybe most if not all of us, justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham, all nations will be blessed through you. That's good news, the gospel. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Those who rely on faith. Do you rely on faith? Are you trusting in Jesus by faith? You know, we get to share in the promises of Abraham because of the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Through Jesus, we can become children of God. Through Jesus, we can become spiritual heirs of all that he wants to give us. You know, Jesus took the sin of curse upon himself. No, none of us want to be cursed. We want to be blessed. So Jesus took our place and took the curse for us. Galatians 3.13 says in the Message Bible, says, Christ redeemed us from that self-defeating, cursed life. Wow. He redeemed us by that self-defeating, cursed life. We don't have to live that. By how? By absorbing it completely into himself. Do you remember the scripture that says, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree? That is what happened when Jesus was nailed to the cross. He became a curse. And at the same time, dissolved the curse. And now, because of that, the air is cleared, and we can see that Abraham's blessing is present and available for non-Jews too. We are all able to receive God's life, His Spirit, in and with us, by how? Believing, by faith. Just the way Abraham received it. Abraham was a man of faith. I want to be a, a man of faith. I see Rachel turning into a young woman growing up, living by faith, not by sight. Child of God, a spiritual heir of Christ. It's like everything that was promised to Abraham is Rachel's. It's going to be so awesome for her as she grows up and continues to follow and worship the Lord. How? By faith. God wants you to be blessed, right? And he wants you to receive and not miss out on the biggest blessing of all. And his name is Jesus. The person of Jesus Christ. You see, in Jesus, every spiritual blessing that was promised to Abraham and his descendants are yours. Jesus, he's the greatest blessing of all. He offers us the greatest blessings of forgiveness for our sins. To live eternity with God to start a life here of purpose, that He has a perfect plan for our lives, and we can step into that. You know, God's blessings, they're 
overwhelming in your life. When you're walking in a blessed life, it doesn't mean that you don't have problems. It doesn't mean that you don't have challenges. It means that God has blessed you so much that through that, Jesus is with you. He's your best friend and you have a relationship. And you can go through anything with him. Amen? That's awesome. By faith. You know, I'm going to go ahead and read to you Genesis chapter 12, second part of that verse. Remember God said to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great. This is the best part. And you will be a blessing. Told Abraham, you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Have you been blessed in your life? Answer is yes. And what do we have to do? Our responsibility is not to keep it to ourselves, but to use our lives to be a blessing to the rest of the world. Live a life that is being a blessing to those around you, in your home, in your family. Don't keep all those blessings to yourself. When you go to work, bless your workplace. Don't keep it to yourself. We can't keep it to ourselves. If Abraham just kept it to himself, none of us would be here. If Abraham didn't keep it, if just kept it to himself, God's re rescue plan would have... No, but Abraham chose to live by faith, chose to obey God, and the rest of us are blessed. Jesus chose to obey God, go to the cross on our behalf, and we are blessed. Now, we have the responsibility of not keeping to ourselves, but being a blessing to others. Amen? Why don't we go ahead and pray? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have called each of us, Lord, to be blessed, but not just to let it end there. But God, you called us to be blessed, to be a blessing. We thank you, God, that, Lord, your plan and your purpose for us is good. We thank you, Lord, that, God, you want to use our whole lives, that we would glorify you, but we would also help others to come to know you. Lord, if there's anyone here today that has not received your spiritual blessings in Christ, Lord, we ask right now that you go ahead and help them to say, yes, Jesus, I want to trust in you with my whole life. I don't know it all, but I, but I know enough. I want to say thank you, Jesus, for dying for me on the cross. I'm sorry for my sin. I repent of my sins, and I turn around and do a 180, because that's what repent means, just to turn around and walk the other way. And Lord, I want to follow Jesus. Please help me to follow him for the rest of my life. I receive your total and free forgiveness even right now today. God, I thank you so much. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.